Rethink Aging, discussions about life, planning, and growing older. I'm your host, Elaine, and with me is my co-host, Robert. Well, hello. Today, we're going to talk about time. Nice. You know how, as you get older, time seems to go faster or slower? You might perceive time differently. Yeah, I've definitely seen changes in how I experience time going by. And I've also heard from friends and family, you know, their comments on how they see it happening. We decided to talk to some of our listeners about what they've experienced about time. Up first is a local artist and friend named Sue Lawton. Let's see what she had to say. I think having kids was the biggest thing that altered my perception of time because ever since then you're measuring everything by how old my kids were (laughs) when something happened. Also, just um, when we decided to have kids, I made a very conscious decision to not be one of those people who's constantly bemoaning my kids getting older and instead to celebrate the changes that they're going through instead of viewing them as somehow losing value because they're not little and cute anymore. And it kind of, I think, relieves my kids from feeling like they have to stay cute and little forever because I'm not constantly commenting on how little and cute they used to be. (laughs) Man, I can really identify with that. I mean, kids do provide like a framework for experiencing and measuring time. Right? Because we're always thinking about how old they are. I can really relate to that. When I think of children, I think of all of the milestones that they're going through. Sure. And as you get older, there are less obvious milestones to look for. So you mean like when they're small, you're going to take note of like when they learn to walk or learn to read or the, the first day of kindergarten, their first date high school, that kind of stuff? Yeah, or the first day of every year of school. Like, I'm in seventh grade now. Sure. You know, and so every year has a huge milestone in it. It keeps you focused on that passage of time. Right. Now, Sue went on to share with us kind of her own technique for controlling the passage of time for herself as an older adult. I think something that helps me because I'm really obsessed with detail in my artwork, that stopping and constantly noticing things helps to make it slow down a little bit. Trying to always foster that sense of wonderment and sort of being raptured with things rather than just flying by and saying, I know what that is, instead stopping and looking. Looking at details that way makes you stop and smell the roses. It slows time down a bit. Yeah, definitely a good way to pay attention to the things around you and not just to let the world, you know, flow away around your feet without experiencing it. The next person we talked with was Anja, a friend and artist here in Milwaukee. Now she talked with us about how her relationship with her Aunt Vera affected how she experiences and thinks about time. But I always kind of remember hanging out with my great aunt Vera 
and I was like maybe in my early 20s still when I would go and visit her and she was in her 90s and she'd talk about her life you know once you get into your ninth decade you have a lot of life instances you can call upon and she'd she'd remember different instances from her life and in in that one example of listening to aunt vera talking to her life that was like the one time in my life where i really felt like you know maybe life is is a good length maybe life is kind of like a long experience and maybe you really can fill it with enough experiences where you can feel good about when you go <laughs> but maybe that's just because my aunt vera lived to be like 96 or 98 or something so for anja it kind of came down to an understanding that the living of a full life gave her more acceptance of time going by or coming to an end which i think is probably the you know the the elephant in the room about time going by faster is that you're getting closer and closer to the end of the time that you have, right? And I definitely feel that um, when I look at myself, I know that there's a lot more time behind me than ahead. Yeah. And it just pushes me forward to do things like take the classes I'm taking to do this podcast. I'm learning to accept that there will be an end and doing things, I don't, I don't know, how does it affect my time perception? Well, it keeps you focused on what your goals are. It does. I'm definitely fulfilling my goals. Does it make time go faster or slower? I'm not sure. Well, I think maybe her comment was just more about accepting life as it is and maybe not paying so much attention to the the speed that it goes by, but just that it is going by. Do the things that you love, the things that you want to accomplish. Right. The next thing Anja spoke with us about was her feelings about different days of the week and how she engages them as part of her perception of time going by. Let's see what she had to say. Yeah, I, it's a combination, I think. I think uh, sometimes I get really into the whole like I work three days a week at a warehouse and then the other days of the week are like my days to do things around the house or do my projects and so sometimes when I have to work in the warehouse a couple days in a row I'm like just get through this just to get through this uh, I'm so tired I just want to get through this get through this and then I then I can live <laughs> and then and then I, and then I have to be like well you know you can live right now now that you're in the warehouse because you're like listening to podcasts you enjoy and the work isn't too hard and no one's trying to suck your soul uh like like I've had at other jobs but I think um sometimes I can feel really disoriented about time especially as a chronically underemployed person and also having lived through the pandemic when 
everything was canceled, all the rhythms of things that we normally use to indicate uh, a Monday versus a Sunday were removed. And for the first time in my life, I really felt bewildered because I've always felt like different days of the week have different energetic feelings and like Saturdays are fun Sundays are kind of slow and sad and like you know like I feel like even a Thursday can feel a little different from a Monday but all the days of the week Monday through Friday feel more or less the same and I always thought it was weird that I felt so strongly that way but when everything is removed um, that marks a day's normalcy then a Sunday can start to feel a lot like a Wednesday and you're like, what? And it's and it's incredibly disorienting, confusing, scary, and liberating all at the same time. And I think like, oh, this is what it was like when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. There was no marking of days of the week. Days of the week didn't exist. But like, even as a underemployed person uh, before the pandemic, even if I was working on Sundays as opposed to Tuesdays, like working on a Sunday still felt like I was working on a Sunday. The energy of Sunday still felt slow and kind of depressing. Whereas like the energy of a Tuesday, even if I had off, I always felt like I got to keep a certain clap to things because it's a work day for the rest of the world. I can relate to everything she's saying, and and I guess I'm going to put it in like three different ways that this really hits me. One is having always kind of worked independently, like I've always been kind of self-employed, which puts you in that different space of relating to which day it is and when you can work. The second one is having gotten an illness like five years ago that kind of threw me out of the standard work day and encountering the people I had worked with like for the previous 25 years. And then the third one is the pandemic, you know, where now all of a sudden everyone's having this experience. How's it been for you? I can relate to a couple things this way. Having a day off of work. Well, let me, let me back up. So first of all, also self-employed for the last 20-some years. Which actually means I work every single day. Right. Not just Monday through Friday. So I've that's my experience is like every day is a work day. But I have to agree with her that, with, with Anja, that different days have different feelings to them, even when I'm working every single day. And taking a day off during the week when everybody else is at work feels different than taking the day off on a Saturday for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Because everyone else is off as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... Yeah, I actually end up preferring to do my, I don't know, quote-unquote weekend stuff on a weekday because then there are just like fewer people out and about. Exactly, exactly. 
I have found that the older I get, though, I like routine more than I used to. And I kind of still live for the Tuesday is pill day. <laughs> kind of. That's how I know it's Tuesday or yeah, markers. I, yeah, I totally get what you're talking about. Because we do have a pretty established routine in our life. You know, we've got all these different days that have pretty regular fixed events. And those events have become probably more meaningful to me than the actual name of the day. I recently took a Monday off and went to Chicago to visit my 95-year-old aunt. And having a Monday off of work just kind of throws my whole week into chaos. So time felt differently during the week. I then had to like speed everything up on Tuesday to catch up on things. And it just kind of throws the balance of thinking about time and the week. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like that... uh the week after a three-day weekend kind of feeling. And and I, for some reason, prefer to have like the Friday off than the Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel weirder when you have the Monday off. It, it just throws the rhythm of the week off. Yeah. Whereas Friday's kind of towards the end. And, and, and I'm just right, when don, dinosaurs were around, like there wasn't the concept of Tuesday and Wednesday and Sunday. Well, I mean, we, we don't really know that much about the dinosaurs, so they, they could have had that. <laughs> Sometimes I think that our dog is really aware of which day it is. But maybe that has more to do with, like, our behavior. Our pattern, yeah. yeah. All right, the next person that we talk to is our son, Eric. And, uh, you know, this is kind of different because we've known him his whole life and have been around him as he's moved through time with us, and now he's an adult, and he's off doing his own thing. But as we're about to hear, he's also had his own experiences. It's mostly that now everything seems shorter, so I'm trying to fit more in, I guess, to do or experience. But, like, being younger in school, for me, I noticed from, like, I don't know, when you're in like third grade, you're thinking like, oh, I have how many more years to get to 12th grade? But then as that got closer to time kind of went faster. And then really weird stuff like the perception of going from like freshman year to sophomore year. And then all the freshmen look like little kids. It was always really weird. So experiences like that mostly. But I think I started to notice the really big time shift around like 28 and then from then on, it just started to feel shorter and shorter every year. And time just kind of feels faster, like we're already in September. So so what happened in your late 20s that uh, gave you that feeling? Um, I'm not sure. It was like 28 felt like you're old now or something <laughs> to me. Um, but I, I, I kind of also feel like at 28, I started to figure more stuff out and understand like how to be a little more successful and found another way to go. So that maybe helped make it faster. I'm not sure. Hmm. Do you it sure feels of, like it. Do you, do you think about like how much time you have left in your life? I do. And I just assume it's 60 60 more years or 
260. Or 60 total. Yeah, like getting 260 is probably, I, I can't say that's the end, but that's how I look at it. So I'm trying to fill my 30-year void. You know, you made a really good observation about school. And it occurs to me that when you're in school, you have this really quantifiable number applied to you. Like you're in the third grade or the sixth grade or whatever, and you know how many more grades there are and how many that you've put behind you. And you're constantly surrounded by people in those other grades. Wow. So you have like a measurement, but once you get to a certain age, like there isn't a measurement. It's like retirement is different than your working years. Yeah, I mean, you're on your own once you're out of school to to check in with other people and try to relate your age to another person's age, right? Would it also matter if you enjoyed being in school? Could be, you know, because... Like, if you were really into school, like, you would be a hobby. Like, when you do things you like to do, time just naturally feels like it goes faster versus not enjoying something so you're just looking at the clock and the clock goes slow so true Hmm. and you know i'm all i can do is like look to my own school experience and i didn't really enjoy so much the the classroom part of school but i did enjoy being an orchestra but it wasn't all just like rainbows and stuff in orchestra because i wasn't very good compared to my other musician friends. And so when we would have like a concert coming up, it was sort of dreadful for me. I was just trying to figure out like, how can I look like I know how to play this? Because I'd mastered playing very softly, (laughs) so I could be drowned out. But you had to really look like you were moving your hands like the same as everybody else's, or you would stand out. Because when you're waving... you enjoyed that more than going to class, right? Yeah, it was a it was a nice break because you'd get to go in the orchestra room and it took, you know, you probably spent a third of the time setting up and tearing down. And I can relate to what you're saying because playing the oboe, I always had like a lot of solos and stuff. So concerts were very stressful for me. And that day of the concert would just go really slow. And I'd think to myself, I will be past this. At some point, I will think, you know, like we'll be the, on the other t- side of the time from the concert. Right. So time would go slow and then it would resume <laughs> after the concert. <laughs> wow. So I, I'm more curious at the age that you're both at. What age do you feel like you are, like mentally in your brain? Like, do you feel like you're 53? And Yeah, I'm, I'm almost 59 now, and I don't feel 59, like, because 60. Like, when you said 60, I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, normally I think of myself around age 24, I don't know why 24 jumps out at me, but when I think about myself, I think I'm age 24, like in my head. Wow. That makes sense. I don't feel old most of the time. 
And I guess for me, I've always kind of had this ability to survive in any group by kind of blending into that group, you know, and I, I think it comes from being a young person. I was hanging around a lot of older people, like when I lived in Southern California and stuff, and I would just have to blend into those groups. And so I would learn like what kind of things you would say and how you would, you know, behave, you know, your interpersonal skills. And I guess I found a comfort zone somewhere around like the twenties and thirties where I felt like I was fitting in good because if I get around people who are my age now, I cannot identify with them or fit in real well. For me, when I listen back to the clip, I it brings me back to the thing we were talking about a little bit earlier with Sue and milestones of growing up. Eric hit on a lot of those milestones yeah, like that you have when you're a kid and then we jump to retirement. So your milestones are different as an adult. And less defined by society. I think you have to maybe come up with your own milestones. Right, because you don't like have the grades ticking off and stuff. Right. You have some big ones like getting married and having some kids or, you know, those societal milestones sure. that get put on people. But not everybody has those milestones or sees those as a time passage. Sure. So you're kind of in control as an adult, deciding what your milestones are. Yeah, that makes sense. We had one more question for Eric. Is there anything in particular related to the pandemic that has changed your own perception of time? Um, I spend a lot of time at home now. Somehow that happened. It was the positive, I suppose, in that. But I am now always here, which is different for me. And I almost feel like time goes slower in the sense of the work day now because I'm always at my house. So there isn't like a, oh, I'm going to make the drive home soon at four or something. And I know it takes an hour. So now it is just one big group thing from waking up to working to being done. So it feels slower. Do you find that you can tell the the days different? Like is like Monday different than Thursday now for you during the pandemic? Um, no, I think I just feel more tired. Like I don't <laughs> sleep as well. <laughs> I don't know why. Those were some great conversations about time. Yeah, no doubt. You know, we've been working on this episode for a while, and when we started out, I had a pretty solid idea in my mind that I understood how all of this worked, you know? Like, yep, time goes by quicker when you get older. That's just, like, my whole perception of this. But the more we've analyzed it and heard what other people had to say, I can see that it varies a lot more than I thought, even for myself. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that it, it's a lot more nuanced than everything just getting faster as you get older. Right. I think the pandemic has really thrown a different... Variable? Variable. Yeah. 
and it maybe will change people's perception of time in a way that wouldn't have happened without the pandemic. Well, here's hoping we don't get another variable like the <laughs> pandemic. At least while we're still alive. <laughs> How has the passage of time been for you? We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us via email at rethinkagingofficial at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at rethinkaging. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.